2: The Freedom 515 Studios. This is the American Gun Show presented by SIG. Now, your host, the defender of your rights, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome into the Freedom 515 Studios. Welcome into the American Gun Show. I am your host, Jason Reeve. How the heck's everyone doing this evening? Uh, Before we get started and before I welcome my guest in, I want to talk a little bit about um, what happened yesterday on 2A Tuesday. Uh, If you guys watched the show yesterday, uh, I had called out some of you uh, Second Amendment supporters and veterans to be quite specific. And one of the things that is, is, okay, we've been talking about the convoy in Canada and how Justin Trudeau has been acting. Well, I mean, let's face it, he's been acting like a tyrant. I mean, we called him, uh, we've been calling him Canadian Castro for uh, the entire week. So, I mean, that's just how bad it got in Canada. And there are convoys that are starting here in the U.S., uh, the People's Convoy, they're on their way to DC right now from California. There are several other convoys that are moving across the country as well uh, looking to get into DC by uh, March 1st. And to some of them who are coming in the convoy, um, there's been some multiple reports that the media, they're already starting to call this a insurrection again i mean they're using the whole uh january 6th rhetoric once again and some sources that i have in dc have talked about how the administration would use the insurrection act if the protest uh was big enough um it's complete fear and uh, and utter fear uh from washington dc and you know for people who say oh well, well you know um our government officials shouldn't fear us. Uh, I I beg to differ. They should because they work for us. So yesterday I said, when is enough going to be enough? And when are we going to take a stand against this? uh, this, It's quite frankly, this totalitarian government. Um, If you go ahead and do the insurrection act against truckers who are peacefully protesting, but yet you've done nothing in 2020 or 2021 with Black Lives Matter, then uh and antifa then you're looking for a problem but my big problem is there's people out there that say oh this ain't gonna happen in my town and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and then when push comes to shove they don't show up they, they don't show up they don't you know they talk all this crap about how they defend their country and then i said some veterans not all veterans but some veterans are the worst defenders and people got all upset about that with me well you know i'm sorry I call it like I see it. I don't hold back from, from what I see. I mean, we go back to Kenosha, Wisconsin. In a city of 100,000 people, why did a 17-year-old kid defend the city verse? You mean to tell me you couldn't get 5,000 people to say, oh, this crap ain't going to happen in my town? Sorry, folks, but we are being divided into two factions in this country. And it's getting to the point where you're going to have to pick a side whether you like it or not. And with that, uh, welcome my guest. He'll be here for the remainder of the show. Nick Messer, host of Centerpiece. What's going on, brother? Did I say anything there that anywhere offensive or wrong? Well, we talk about the, the convoy in Canada. Uh these Canadian truckers who said, you know, we're we're tired of these COVID mandates, we're tired of you guys mandating that we have to quarantine for fourteen days, um, these vaccine mandates, and Justin Trudeau's response to that was uh, well, if you don't want more mandates, you need to obey me. You need to obey the mandates that we have in. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but um isn't that Fascism? Yeah, and I love how the media particularly the media here in the United States painted them as they want to overthrow the government when not one trucker said they wanted to overthrow the government. Not one part of the, not one part of that uh, protest got violent, but yet you have idiots like Canadian Castro out there going, well, they're out there with Nazi flags and Confederate flags and they're, they're this. and." and, uh, Clearly, clearly it is. So then Justin Trudeau goes and does the emergencies act and starts freezing bank accounts for truckers or anybody who donated to the to the convoy. Uh, you had the, I think it was the interim police chief uh, of Ottawa because the initial police chief uh, stepped down because he said, I'm not doing this to these people. And he said, make no mistake about it, this will go on for months. If you donated, we will find you. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And being that it is, you know, we talked about the Canadian Constitution. And that they have rights, but yet they have to show good reason for the rights. I was like, "Wow, whoever uh, whoever did this for uh, Canada obviously wasn't thinking." But I, I got to go back to a Washington uh, Post or Washington Times piece that I, I literally was laughing over this, Nick, because later in this opinion piece said that it was pure colonialism. That was the problem in Canada. And I started laughing and said, I didn't realize that Canada was being colonized 300 years after the English said, okay, country's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trudeau's doing Trudeau's doing like what Democrats are doing here in America. They're trying to make Canada socialist. Always funny that, well, we know better than you, so shut up and shut up and do that. Yeah, or it's like the uh uh the, do you have a degree? You, yeah, I, I was I was doing uh we upgraded our internet for the studio. And um I was doing some tests earlier today and I was on uh um TikTok live making sure that the stream I stream good there because I really can't test that until I'm going on air. To stream, so I was streaming on something else to see how well it worked. And uh, somebody asked me about Russia, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But um, I, am, I had made a comment that Russia had always used the Baltic states as kind of a buffer between Europe because they didn't want Western influence getting close to Moscow. And this was back in the old Soviet days. And this guy, kind of, are you are you a history professor? I'm like, uh, yeah, it doesn't it's not that hard to pick up a history book and read it. So I mean that that was pretty funny, but um so we got the freedom convoys going on here in America. And you know, again, sources are telling me that the Biden administration is prepared to use the insurrection act if need be. Uh, National Guard's already been called into D.C. They're already putting a fence back up around the Capitol, which I thought walls don't work, but they're putting a wall up. Um, So, you know, D.C.'s already preparing for this. Um, You know, wouldn't it just be easier for Biden to go talk to the truckers? I mean, I get he probably won't understand them because he's an idiot, but. That is true. Well, that is true because, I mean, even as the CDC has came out and said, you know, masking, you know, you really didn't have to, you really don't have to mask anymore. And Joe Biden said, oh, well, that's premature. Right. Well, we've been seeing with the Biden administration, we've been seeing a lot of Democrat uh, mayors and governors that are starting to relax COVID restrictions now. You know, particular not no no not moderate ones. Kate Brown's relaxing stuff too. Kate Brown, Phil Murphy, they're they're relaxing COVID restrictions too. No, they're distancing themselves from Biden because the people of people have had enough. The, the people said, we're tired of this. You know, look at San Francisco. Three far left school board uh, members were recalled in a city that is far left of San Francisco. You know, We are seeing a change in the country that's starting to happen now. You know, you alluded to this a couple weeks ago. We're starting to see this change occur. Well, I think we know why he got snubbed because, uh, you know, Stacey Abrams is supposed to be the the new savior of the uh, of the Democrat Party, and you know, Joe Biden is polling so badly that um, she snubbed him. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and then when we get back, we're gonna continue on this conversation. So we will be right back after this. Looking for a new firearm, but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms, from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms. Designed to protect Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun
3: rights. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
4: This
1: is Aaron, founder of Freedom
2: 515, and you're listening to the American Gun Show. Back to day three. Alright, uh, welcome to the show, welcome back. <laughs> Friend Matt on uh, Facebook said, FJB, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> No. Yeah, um, I, I just seen that flash across the, my uh, my monitor here. Uh, uh, UN Security Council is being convened right now to deal with Russia, which I don't even know what they're gonna do because I mean it's the the UN is. In my opinion, one of the most useless organizations on the planet. Um, you know, obviously Biden, obviously or obviously Putin is not afraid to um, to do this. I mean, we've talked about this before. Uh, Putin wants to uh, reestablish the Soviet Union. Um, And he believes that uh, when the Soviet Union fell, that sovereign Russian land was taken from the, uh, Russia. And it, it, this dude is, you know, he has been in office for, I think, 30 years now. And most of the time, uh, he completely runs. If they do have an election, I don't know if they've had an election lately. But I know the last election that they had in Russia, Putin ran on a post. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Why would you run against them? You're going to wind up dead. Well, I mean, we we've been seeing the buildup. You know, we, we've been seeing this. We've been seeing the buildup for months. Um, as far as uh, you know, is he going to invade? Is he not going to invade? And going back to our president, who said on the campaign trail back in 2019 and 2020, "Oh well, uh, I I can handle Vladimir Putin. I'm the strength that this country needs." And the first thing that came to my mind was. Oh, like you and Obama handled Crimea? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to. You know, you know better than that, they're not going to. And this is the interesting thing. I pointed this out earlier today when I was talking about you coming on the show. You noticed that the minute Biden took office, China, Russia, North Korea, Iran all started acting up again. They didn't do that with Trump. I mean, I guess they took it when when Trump dropped Moab on those terrorists in Afghanistan, I guess they took note of that and said, "Oh ho. Oh, this, this guy ain't playing." And keep it in mind, folks. Joe Biden says, "I I'm strong. I'll I'll be able to I'll stand up to Vladimir Putin. He's a bully." Like you and your uh predecessor Obama did when he took over Crimea. He he invaded Ukrainian sovereign sovereign territory. That's why I don't have a lot of hopes with the UN or the uh with or NATO or the president, because when Putin invaded Crimea, that was sovereign Ukrainian territory, and they were like, Yeah, you know, it's not that big a deal. I mean, come on, Ukraine, you shouldn't be upset about this. Pretty much. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. And I mean, yeah, they're sanctioning, There's uh, they've written sanctions now and, and deploying sanctions, but the Ukrainian president was saying, hey, you need to start these sanctions before he invades, not after. I mean, the fact of the matter is Biden has always been reactionary. He waits for what will happen. And then he says, oh, well, uh, well I need to react to this. You know, we need somebody to be more proactive than reactionary. And, you know, throwing this back in with the convoy, with the freedom convoy, okay? He's talking about possibly, my sources are telling me that he could use the Insurrection Act on his own people, but yet he didn't do a damn thing about Russia. What does that say? (laughs) <laughs> right right i mean well to be honest with you it it I agree with you. It's, it's really none of our business, but, uh, it's, it's about to become our business because, uh, you know, this is the interesting thing. Did you see that press conference that Biden held where he, no, no. Um, he came out to speak about Russia. All right. And he came out and basically told the American people, well, guys, We know prices, the price of gas is going to go up even more now. Um, This is what the price of freedom looks like. So you guys are just going to have to deal with it. That's that's pretty much what he said. And then he turned his back, didn't take questions and walked out. I mean, I mean, the thing is this. um, And on the same day that he said this, Biden signed another executive action. Not allowing drilling on federal land.
4: Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. He signed another executive action banning drilling on public land. Biden is deliberately weakening America. That exactly. That's that's exactly the point I was making yesterday on Two A Tuesday was who is he weakening the country for? And that's why I said, these people that are out here going, well, this ain't going to happen in my hometown. Okay, but when are you going to do something about it? When are you going to do something about it? Uh, and I, I said to uh, one of the commenters, you know what the price of gas in California is right now? And they're like, no. I said $4.75 a gallon. That's gas in California. That's coming That's coming here. Because the first thing that Biden did when he got into office was he canceled all the Trump permits for drilling on federal land. He killed uh, the Keystone Pipeline. And now here we are a year later going, well, I'm going to sign another executive order making sure it's banned. We were energy independent. Well, the point the point being the point being is we were we didn't need foreign oil, and now we're back to we need foreign oil again. All because, all because of you, far left climate change hoaxing people out there going, oh, well, well, this we're going to be dead in ten years because of climate change, and we don't get away from fossil fuels. Yeah, now, look how that's working out for us. Well, I, well Biden is clearly uh, adjusted onto the uh, the far left extremist uh, agenda. You, you know who's going to be speaking after the State of the Union address? Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, but Joe Biden is the Joe Biden is the moderate who will um, who will bring us all together. Oh yeah, they they're they're slamming him because he's not far left enough. Well. Well, we're getting ready to take our next break, and then I want to read what uh, professional race baiter Joy Reid had to say about the Ukrainian invasion. You're going to love this. Yeah, so we'll be right back after this.
3: The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
2: Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to USCCA.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Are you looking to protect yourself? Having a gun, ammo, and supplies is great, however you also need to protect yourself. That's where Safe-Life Defense Body Armor comes in. Safe-Life has all types of concealable multi-threat body armor from soft uniform, first responder, and tactical multi-threat body armor. They even have enhanced armor for spike and stab protection up to 36 joules and taser protection. Warranties include a five year for ballistic panels and two years for plate carriers. With these uncertain times, why not have protection for yourself? Visit safelifedefense.com to view their selections. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck and inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shapeshift Holster series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle.
1: This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American.
2: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Um, all right, Nick, so here we have professional race baiter Joy Reed. You're, you're going to get a kick out of this. This happened on her show tonight, literally an hour ago. Uh... She introduced another bizarre rant against the Republican Party. Um, she opened her episode, and discussion the increasingly likely Russian invasion of Ukraine. She must not have got the memo while she was on air that Russia was actually invading Ukraine. But, you know, that I'll digress. Uh, when claiming the GOP figures, including former President Donald Trump, openly support Russia over the United States... Reid went as far as to claim that Republicans want a white Christian autocracy to rule without elections. She said, quote, I understand they prefer autocracy. They want a white Christian autocracy in the United States. They believe and white Christians are sort of beleaguered and deserve to rule the United States without elections. Got it. But this is reality and pointed and this pointed open, she said. She then had a a guest on named Julie Loft, who agreed with Reed on that point. She said, quote, the ideological differences, they're, they're like you said. They see Russia as a white conservative Christian nation where there are only two genders and only one kind of sexuality. They're not an accurate picture of Russians, but they think they're that kind. And you know the white Christian autocracy, we ought to be more like them than on top of that. You have the kind of team sports nature of the American politics has taken in recent days. That's what I think is going on here. Well, and, to go, and then she had CNN's Casey Hunt on her show. And Casey Hunt accused Republicans of being, quote, the enemy for calling out Biden's weaknesses on the world stage. Um, Joy Reid tweeted out yesterday, quote, politics in at the water's edge used to be a thing. Now we have the fifth column literally inside one of our two major political pol- parties and their legacy media all led by a former president who sides with Russian dictator over us NATO and the West what a time to be alive it just amazes me that I mean it just amazes me that MSNBC allows somebody like this on the air
4: That's exactly what they're saying.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I will say is that, you know, I I just can't, I can't wrap my head around Joy Reid. I'm sorry. I I just can't. I mean, she is, she is like absolutely the worst person ever. Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes it makes no sense. Um, um, had a comment in here. Yeah, so who was the enemy when Trump was being berated? Uh, as simple that is the media. Media, the media has been the enemy of the people for a long time. It hasn't even. It, it was even before Trump. It's the media has been the enemy of the people. Oh, it's oh, it's Mina actually. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that that makes sense. Uh, now I was like, uh, I can't. Okay, I see. It wasn't so much a question; it was more of a statement. Okay, I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind because of, i was kind of thrown. I was kind of for I was thrown for kind of a loop right there for a second. Like, uh, what what do you mean? Like, it, it was the media. I mean. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that kind of threw me off there for a second. But I I mean, yeah, it's amazing that Joy Reid goes on nightly and literally takes any shot she can at Americans. And this is probably why her ratings suck so bad that, you know, Nick at night has better ratings than her. Um, and, and you know, they just don't seem to get it that, you know, you have accused. Of, and And again, this goes back to the point that I've made for a long time. Donald Trump has not been president for a year. Over a year now. Everything in the Russia collusion story has been proven to be a hoax. In fact, there's more evidence now suggesting that it was actually Hillary who was conspiring to frame Donald Trump than Donald Trump was with Russia. But yet, here we are, almost six years later, and Joy Reid, he's a Russian asset! And and then, of course, when you disagree with Joy Reid, you're a racist, so... You know, all, all that fun stuff. But, I, I mean, I... God, MSNBC, take this idiot off the air. No, I don't. I, no, I don't think she's done. I think. I think more of Brian Stelter. Yeah, I mean that's why I said she's a, everything's about race with her. So that's why I said she's a professional race baiter. Uh, I mean, I mean, plain and simple. Look, I don't want to see troops sent into Russia, no more than the next person. Um, you know, uh, I know Biden sent. I think it was another five thousand troops to Poland, and apparently that's supposed to deter them from invading. Uh, Eastern Europe, but I don't know. Uh, at this point in time, it doesn't seem like uh, Putin is uh, deterred by anything. Uh, Putin's got away with with so much for so long that um, you know it is what it is. Uh, all I gotta say is just be prepared uh, for gas to go up and you know inflation to get worse. I mean, even the president said that. Uh, things are going to get worse, so. Well, bottom line is this, and you know, this is why we have a Second Amendment. Uh, secondly, um, you know, when you look at it at that, you know, it's we talked about the woman that was arming herself, and and now we're at a point where Putin is acting. Uh, it's going to get violent. I mean, I, I hate to say it, it's a, it's going to get violent, and you know, we're all going to sit here and watch it. Um, but you know, bottom line is. This is bad. Yeah. All right, we're gonna step away the timeout and I have a interesting self defense story that we're gonna talk about in the next segment, because this this is a very interesting story. So we'll be right back after this.
0: Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe.
3: The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
2: Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun Options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight.
3: The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms still don't believe me then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now you can also join the fight or donate to the cause protecting your rights one lawsuit at a time visit saf.org today
1: This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed.
2: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And, uh, Nick, I got a very interesting self-defense story here. Uh, Apparently, this uh, information never got released. Uh, This happened all the way back in May of 2016. And the only reason this came about was because of a Freedom of Information Act requested by Ammoland Uh, A son used a 40 caliber handgun to stop a charging grizzly bear. Uh, The son noticed on May uh, 28, 2016, a father and son had separated when they were shed antler hunting, and the son went up the side of a hill to a flat bench. The son had reached the top of the bench when he saw a brown, brown flash from the tree line. He thought it was his father, and... Probably flushed an animal out of the wooded uh, area. There, he then realized it didn't take him long to realize that he was uh, being charged uh, uh, by a grizzly bear. And the boy, the, the son—I shouldn't say he's a boy because he is—he is a adult male. Uh, the son noticed that the or the, the son yelled at the bear and drew his Springfield sub sub-compact. He did not have a round in the chamber. That's the first mistake. Uh, The Springfield comes with a 10-round magazine and a 9-round magazine. It's a a subcompact. He chambered a round, checked it to make sure the safety was off. The pistol was new. He had never even fired it before. His father had owned the same model, so that's why he got it. Uh, The son noticed as he was yelling it wasn't deterring the bear. He then noticed that there was a cub behind the bear. So now he realized, oh, this is not going to be good because we all know how a bear is with his cup. Uh, the sun, the sun fired all 10 rounds out of his gun as the bear charged. Uh, the boy admitted as the, the bear was charging, he yelled, get some bitch. So I guess if he was going out, he was going out in style. Um, the bear actually dropped within five to six yards of where he was standing and the bear ended up dying. Uh, the ammunition used was PPU, 40 caliber, Smith and Wesson total jacket, 180 grenade bullets. Uh, the Springfield compact has a three inch barrel. It's a small pistol. Uh, as the bear went down, the defender realized the cub had also been shot and it had appeared to be mortally wounded. Uh, the sow had four bullet holes on the right side of its chest cavity and one bullet hole under the right eye. Uh, the one uh, One of the bullets in the chest cavity penetrated the bear's spine, and another bullet perforated the right bicep of the bear and may have continued into the chest cavity. The head wound indicated the bear's head was pointed directly at the defender. If the bullet would have been two inches to the defender's right, it would have likely been an immediate fatal wound. So the head shot didn't kill the bear. Did not kill the bear. Um. No, it was only one. It was the bullet that hit it. It wasn't multiple. It was the bullet that struck the bear's spine. Uh, A U.S. US Fish and Wildlife Service agent uh, received a letter uh, to come out and investigate, and in his opinion, um, the the son did not seem to be a highly trained pistol shooter. Highly trained pistol shooters do not take new pistols into the woods without ever firing them. However, the son performed well. He hit the attacking bear with at least five of the ten shots. One of the other's shots hit the cub. Uh, Pistols are highly ergonomic. It appears most people shoot reasonably well when confronted with an attacking animal at close range. Training and practice is essential, needs to be helped. This correspondence has been surprised at how well people with little training or practice do during conflicts with bears. However, all three recorded cases, there was a couple other cases that Amalan came across using pistols to defend themselves from bears, uh, did not end well. So, you know, there, well, you know, there's thing. The thing is this: when you're out in um, bear country, there, um, most people aren't carrying nine millimeters and forty calibers. They're carrying things like forty-four magnums and Smith and Wesson five hundreds, because you now, shooting a bear, uh, shooting a bear with your standard handgun calibers that they have out now, um, is kind of like shooting BBs at a freight train. Um, I've read multiple stories of people unloading seventeen-round block mags into bears, and the bears kept coming. Well, yeah, that's because. You're doing, you're really not making a fatal shot, number one. And number two, you're really just pissing the bear off. That's what, that's not just with 9mm, that's with any caliber if you're not carrying the big bore caliber's 44 magnum or higher, they're really ineffective against bears. I mean, we're talking, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about a land animal that, um, and this, and this wasn't a black bear. This was a grizzly bear. So, you know, grizzly bears are, a hell of a lot bigger than uh, black bears, but the one thing that you got to take into consideration when you're out in bear country, if you come across a bear and bear cub, it's it's game time. Mama bear ain't gonna play. That's why. That's why we use the phrase for women: "Don't mess with Mama Bear." There's a reason for that. you either have to kill you either have to kill them or they will kill you okay. you know You know, Sam wanted me the pink Glock girl wants to go elk hunting uh one of these days. Um we, we, we talked about when we go to Colorado to visit Aaron and uh and John and them she wants to go she wants to go elk hunting. And I said I said, we are not doing that until I have a Smith and Wesson five hundred in my hand. Because I am not about to go out in the bear country with a small caliber handgun. I said, we're going out there with a handgun that's got power. Not according to what I've been reading, man. I've been reading a lot of people. There've been a lot of bear encounters over the last few years. Is I've seen I've seen several um I've seen several stories year after year in uh, Montana Idaho Wyoming Colorado where the bears kind of are general I see at least three or four stories every year of a bear attack. Not for, not for a black bear, but, I, you know, like I told her before, um, you know, there was there was one story that came out uh, last year where some guys were hunting in Wyoming, and they made a kill, and the one guy's following his kill. The other guy went to get the, the ATV and said, you know, I'll, I'll come back and we'll load it up. And when he got there, he noticed the grizzly bear kind of, over the elk checking him out. And he was like, he's standing there looking at the bears looking back at him. And then all of a sudden the bear charged and the dude had, this is what I don't get. The dude had a 308 rifle slung on his shoulder and he decided to grab the pepper spray. He bought at Walmart and sprayed the bear bear in the face. No, he got, he survived the attack. But, okay, this is this was my first reaction to it. Okay, when you're out in the woods and you come across a predator of any kind, whether it's a bear, cougar, coyotes. I've had this happen when I've been out deer hunting. And a coyote would be staring at you. Um, he's not staring at you because he's interested He's in, in looking at you. He's sizing you up. Well, and that's what I and that's what I mean. That's exactly that's exactly the point. When the bear was staring at him, the bear was sizing him up. Are you a threat to my to my quarry? And and the bear decided to attack. And he he bought pepper spray at Walmart. Well, you know what? You should have just sprayed it on you on you and hope the bear doesn't like spicy food. Because that pepper spray, you have a three oh eight rifle use it but no people are afraid that if they use it on a predator that they're going to go to jail if the animal is attacking you you still have a right to defend yourself yeah People don't. People don't get that. Yeah, yeah, he's lucky on that one. All right, we are now in hour two of the American Gun Show, and Kyle Rittenhouse is back in the news. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse announced on Monday that he has launched the Media Accountability Project, the TM, the TMAP, to hold media accountable for their lies and defamation. Uh, Rittenhouse made a this is a story by A.W.R. Hawkins, by the way. Uh, newsbusters.org noted that Rittenhouse uh, announced the launch of T-Map during an interview with Tucker Carlson. Rittenhouse said, quote, Me and my team have decided to launch the Media Accountability Project as a tool to help fundraise and hold the media accountable for the lies they said and deal with them in court. Carlson asked Rittenhouse, Why such a group doesn't already exist? And Rittenhouse responded, that's a good question. Tucker, and I'm not sure to be honest, but I don't want to see anybody have to deal with what I went through. So I want to hold them accountable for what they did to me because I don't want to see anybody else have to go through what I went through. Now, uh, Rittenhouse faced two charges of murder, one charge of attempted murder, and two charges of reckless endangerment related to him. a, the riots on August 25th, 2020 during a Black Lives Matter uh, riot. Uh, the establishment media immediately became obsessed with Rittenhouse and forced him, uh, focused on him relentlessly from the night of the shooting until the verdict was read. And even after the verdict was read, they still attacked him. Uh, Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all charges in November of last year. I got to say... This young man is really, really inspiring for everything that he is doing because you would think that with everything that has happened to him, he would just quietly just go away. Quietly go away and do, you know, as far as suing people, suing the media, and kind of do like what Nick Sandman did. But he's not doing that. He's saying, no, you know what? I don't want to see somebody go through what I had to go through. Well, that doesn't matter to the media or or anybody. What they saw, what the media saw, was here was a white kid at a Black Lives Matter protest, protest, and shot people. That's all they saw, and that's all they saw was that there. And I mean, you had at that time then candidate Biden call him a white supremacist. well well unfortunately there was a, there was quite a few of them because we saw it on social media
4: yeah yeah
2: stupidity left on it or uh, ignorance left on it then it stupidity. Uh, that's actually Mark's line, <laughs> but he always says ignorance left unattended breeds stupidity, and we saw that full. We saw that with Nick Sandman. You think he, you know when the whole thing happened with Nick Sandman? You know, look how quick the media jumped. He's a racist. He's wearing a maga hat, and they tried to paint any person that wore a maga hat as a racist. And then when the Truth actually came out. Oh, man, Nick Salmon became a rich young man. No, it was a MAGA hat. No, it was a MAGA hat. No. Nope, it was a MAGA hat. Well, the thing is this, and you remember with Nick Sandman, that was at the time that Alyssa Milano quoted that the red cap was the new white hood of America. Yeah, she had to pay for that one. Yeah, Sandman sued her. Yes, he did. I mean, of course, it doesn't stop Alyssa Milano from saying dumb things, but... Um, you think that you think that the media would have learned with that there, and they didn't. Now, Rittenhouse has come out. I seen he was on a podcast earlier today that was live streaming, and they started asking him, you know, what about LeBron James? And Kyle said he's going to be getting a letter soon. Yeah, he is not. He is going after the media. And, you know, some people, this is kind of funny. Uh, somebody brought it up. I said, "He well, he needs to sue Biden, too. Well, he can't, sue, he can't sue Biden. Biden's the president. I said, no, he can't. Biden was a candidate when he said that. He wasn't the president then. So Nick Sandman can sue President Biden. Nope, he was a private citizen. And and you see, this is the thing right here, folks. This is what we're talking about here. So you know how Joe Biden says that no... This just really clicked in my head right now. You know how Joe Biden says no uh, amendment's absolute? He should take his own advice. Because you called him a white supremacist, and okay... Your First Amendment, in your, in your opinion, is not absolute. And even if it is absolute, as we pointed out before, you slandered this kid. You used not-protected speech. So, uh, and, and you know, this thing with Kyle is just, you know, I, I like how he's doing this, saying, you know what? Because he's absolutely right. You know, there's going to be another Kyle written out someday. There, there. Yeah, there's going to be another, um, you know, Nick Sandman. So, you know, I like that he's 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 you know he he's taking that cliche. I'm gonna make lemonade out of lemons. You know. Yeah, there will be. I mean, the the fact of the matter is this: you know, um, any time that somebody uses a firearm to defend themselves, the media wants to look at the race, and they want to look at, you know, what type of firearm was used, because this was the the left and the gun control advocates. This was their like golden child right here. Here is a white boy using an AR15 this story could not have been better and they were like yeah he's he's a white supremacist he's a he's a killer he's this he's that and then the verdict comes back from the jury we find him not guilty on all despite despite all the video evidence as soon as the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was read every gun control group was like oh my god this decision is so wrong you are letting a violent extremist out on the streets what Violent extremists. They, they don't... Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of DAs that they need to have a talk with. Uh, speaking of which, uh, did you uh, see the news on the Ahmaud Aubrey case? Uh, all three individuals were... Uh, charged, tried, and convicted of a federal hate crime. Yep. They they dug back into uh, some of their uh, social media profiles where they were using racial slurs. And like like I said, then when the Ahmad Aubrey case was going on, at the same time the Rittenhouse case was going on. And Ahmaud Aubrey's case. Now, this is, let me tell you guys something of Black Lives Matter. Because Black Lives Matter, you should be pissed off that they didn't, the media barely covered Ahmaud Aubrey's case because they were so fixated on Rittenhouse. Because, like I've said, if you guys would have applied all those comments you guys made about the Rittenhouse trial to the Ahmaud Aubrey case, I would have said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. This was racially motivated. This was uh, uh, this was damaging to uh, you know this kid. And again, you know the, the defense, and, and and I love what the defense tried to do in this federal hate crime. They tried to say, um, well, they had caught him on security cameras several times in this construction of a home. Okay, did he take anything? No. So what are you doing? So so what are you doing? And I'll go even a step further and say, even if he did take something, what gave you the right to confine him? I mean, it. you know, bottom line is the minute you guys decided you were going to do this, you were in the wrong. And there's, and there's nothing you can get out of it. and, to this day, the youngest son who shot Ahmaud Aubrey has claimed that it was self defense. No, it was not self defense. Ahmaud Aubrey was acting in self defense. You were not. Well, the thing is this when you see the video, you see Ahmaud Aubrey, you see the son standing in the road with the rifle or the, the shotgun. Like, okay, you're not passing me. Ahmaud Aubrey was like, "Great, I'm surrounded." Well, he's gonna fight for his life. So he figured when he rounded that truck, that was when he made that decision. Okay, I'm 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 taking I'm taking a shot at this guy, and he ran, grabbed the, the shotgun, and started punching him. Well, in Travis McMichael's case, he thinks, "Well, that that gave me justification.
0: Say goodbye
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Application to Chew help. No, it didn't. But yeah, they were uh, yesterday. The news uh, broke. that They've been all all three have been convicted of uh, federal hate crime. No, he wasn't. Kyle was. Kyle was trying to run away, where the McMichaels were actively trying to detain mod Aubrey. Yep, that's how it went down. All right, folks. All right, folks, we're going to step away for timeout. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92 PX4 Storm and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, The G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus Firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at SAF.org and help us win back your gun rights.
3: The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join that website is freedom515.com
2: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Aaron, for that rejoin. Um, yesterday, uh, USA Today came out with an article, Second Amendment groups using lawsuits to roll back gun control and they're winning. Now, according to the USC, uh, the USA Today, I almost said USCCA, that, that would have been bad. Um, according to USA Today, numerous Second Amendment groups and law centers are filing the suits and their winning. The paper notes quote from early 2016 through the close of 2021, six organizations were among the plaintiffs in more than federal or 90 federal court cases, either independently or jointly. A USA Today review of firearms or lawsuits shows the combined court fight so far has tallied nearly 20 interim or final victories. USA Today also noted that names behind the lawsuit are not names one might be accustomed to. For example, the left constantly positions itself against the NRA, but it's not the NRA that is the organization that is behind the majority of these lawsuits. The organizations behind the majority of these lawsuits that are not the NRA are uh, the Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy coalition. Um, The NRA, the organizers behind the lawsuits aren't necessarily household names. Among the National Rifle Association is one of the organizations. Now listen to this here, folks. This is the big number that jumps out at you. Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy Coalition were plaintiffs among 65 of the 90 cases that were filed, where the NRA only has a role in 12 of them. Now, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition's uh, Dan Dement said, quote, the number of authoritarian regulations are increasing and we're there to fight them. Thankfully, we do have a legal system where we can pursue justice against infringements of our natural rights. Uh, USA pointed out that the lawsuits against gun control had become increasingly popular with black Americans. Therefore, not only are lawsuits being brought by groups other than those who demonize them by the left, but support for those suits are also coming from a broader demographic. And on July or January 23rd, Breitbart News pointed out that uh, a column in the Economist, which described the growing diversity of gun owners in America, and noted that it was quote bad for gun control advocates. Folks, this is why organizations like the Second Amendment Foundation are important. This is why I don't, I don't to the second amendment foundation. This is why I'm a life member of the second amendment foundation For that re, for that reason, right there, um, Alan Gottlieb and you know, firearms policy coalition. Uh, I know the people over there as well, particularly a very good friend of mine, Jen Jakes. Love you to death, Jen. Miss you so much. Uh, I got a chance to be, meet Jen face to face at the NRA annual meeting and I gotta say she is just a amazing woman. Um, And uh, she's over there working with Firearms Policy Coalition now, and uh, they're taking the fight to these draconian gun laws. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and uh, believe me, I didn't even know the Second Amendment Foundation existed until I got with Mark Walters. And, you know, you found out that there's a, there's a lot more than that. Now, I, I had known about the Firearms Policy Coalition because, you know, Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America, NRA were kind of all under, you know, kind of the, everybody knew who they were. Uh, right. But Second Amendment Foundation and, you know, Alan Gottlieb kind of likes that. Alan Gottlieb kind of likes to fly below the radar. Um, you know, one of the things that's um, that's happening now, and I mean, he's embracing the role too, where he's starting to get more and more people are noticing. Like, hey, wait a second, maybe Wayne Lapierre isn't who we really need to be going after. Maybe we're, maybe we need to be focusing on this this guy over at SAF. And of course, you know, there's a big difference between you know Alan Gottlieb and Wayne Pierre uh, Wayne Lapierre uh because alan Gottlieb is one hundred percent committed to the cause, not not like Wayne Lapierre. Uh so, and you're not gonna catch Wayne La, uh you're not gonna catch Alan Gottlieb using Second Amendment foundation funds to uh you know bankroll private jets and uh interns and things like that. He's been <laughs> Alan Gottlieb has been doing this for over forty years, so he knows a thing or two. But I will, I will tell you this right now: uh, when we went to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, which is uh, put on by the CCRKBA and the Second Amendment Foundation, you could literally walk up to this guy and talk to him. You know. You know. In fact, he he loves that. You know, he he loves when you walk up and. You know, you talk to him and, um, you know, I told him, I said, you know, this is this our first time. And, you know, his eyes lit up. He's like, oh, I love it when first timers come. Well, you know, the thing is, is, and I've told people this, if you get a chance to go to the gun rights policy conference, that is the gun lobby. You know, you talk about the gun lobby, that is the gun lobby that's there. You have everybody that's in the movement there. Some of the the biggest hitters that we have in the second amendment fight is at the, uh, 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 G G I mean, the year I went Kyle kashu who was a who was an actual parkland survivor not like David hogg who wasn't in the same building but he was there he was the keynote speaker I got to meet this kid and talk with him you know um some other people that were there uh Kurt Schilling mr bloody sock um and then you find out there's some more events that are going on around the country like uh, one of the people that was there, uh, Cheryl Todd, she does a lot of stuff out in Arizona and they have free, they have something called freedom day in tombstone, Arizona. I definitely want to go check that out. That's well, tombstone was always on my bucket list. I, that I want to go to tombstone. You know, I want to go to tombstone to begin with, but, uh I really want to go during this Freedom Day Festival because this sounds this sounds really, really cool and fun. Um, you know, these these are the groups you need to be backing, folks. I mean, I'm not telling you, you know, you could donate to Firearms Policy Coalition or SAF, um, Gun Owners of America. I mean, you can donate to whoever you want. You're an American. You can do whatever you want. But um, this goes to show you that people think it's the NRA that's causing a lot of the issues uh, for gun control advocates, and it's not. Like we've said before, when when you listen to this show, 80% of the gun rights cases that are making their way through the courts are Second Amendment Foundation cases. And Firearms Policy Coalition is right there behind them. Yeah, they do. They do. yeah yeah absolutely if you get a chance to go now i know they've done the last two drpcs have been done virtually so um which kind of a kind of was a good thing because there was no way to accommodate the people that were coming this year it had nothing to do with pandemic restrictions. It was the fact that when the announcement came out that they were going to do, um, I think they were doing it Arizona this year where they were going to do the GRPC and they had some like 15,000 people RSVP'd and they're like, we can't accommodate this because I guess that the, the the conference center that they were going to use was at uh, one of the Hyatt hotels And it could only accommodate maybe like 8,000 people. And you had almost double coming. So they were like, okay, we're going to have to do this virtually again. If they... Yeah, but I think this year's, uh, I think it's going to be either virtually again or they're going to have it in Texas. Now, I am, am, uh, we are going to USCCA this year in November for the Concealed Carry Expo. Um, We will be there. So anybody that's listening to the show, I will be there. So if you want to come up and shake my paw, uh, I'll definitely be there. All right, we're going to step away for a timeout. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Dr. Oz.
3: The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives in our government, you have a home here. Visit www. Dot freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com.
2: Are you looking to protect yourself? Having a gun, ammo, and supplies is great, however you also need to protect yourself. That's where Safe-Life Defense Body Armor comes in. Safe-Life has all types of concealable multi-threat body armor from soft uniform, first responder, and tactical multi-threat body armor. They even have enhanced armor for spike and stab protection up to 36 joules and taser protection. Warranties include a five year for ballistic panels and two years for plate carriers. With these uncertain times, why not have protection for yourself? Visit safelifedefense.com to view their selections. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck and inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the shapeshift holster series, have lifetime warranties and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle.
1: This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American.
2: All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Got a story here from A.W.R. Hawkins. I think uh, you're going to like this one, Nick. Dr. Oz tells would-be voters that he supports red flag laws. Um. Mehmet Oz, a.k.a. Dr. Oz, held a campaign stop in Lower Bucks County, Pennsylvania, on Sunday, where he reportedly told voters that he supports the red flag law. Uh, Oz is running for the Republican nomination for U.S. Senator of Pennsylvania. Uh, LiveAtTown.com reports that Oz was in Lower Bucks County, where he talked about being pro-Second Amendment but also voiced support for red flag laws that allow mental evaluations to determine who should and should not own guns. Oz focused on red flag laws pushed on his television show in September of 2019, where he discussed a red flag signs and that he should trigger using such laws against gun owners. He said that red flag laws could be seen by a coworker, a relative, an ex-spouse, or a neighbor, or even a friend. During the interaction with the studio audience, Dr. Oz stressed his belief in the importance of the ability to remain anonymous for people who report someone under red flag laws. Oz said, quote, part of the hope I gather is that we'll make a system so that I can call up and say there is evidence besides my testimony that this person is dangerous. Look into their Facebook feed or social media postings or comments they've made into other coworkers besides me. Do a little investigating. I'm alerting you. Put a little red flag up there saying the person is a concern. He added that he hoped that states would take over and that the person who initiated the call would not be identified. And then a middle school teacher, and see, this is where it goes off the rails, folks. A middle school teacher in Oz's audience asked about the option of using red flag laws to report 10-year-olds. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. already been weaponized. It's already been been weaponized. You know, the people that support red flag laws and the gun control advocates, they always say, oh, there's no misuse of this being done. Yeah, there is. There's been people that have been killed because uh, of this. Secondly, you know, you you bring up the Fourth Amendment, uh, the right to due process. These laws take away your right to due process. Number one, which you're absolutely one hundred percent correct. The other point is, you have a right to face your accuser. And what you want to know what the big problem is here, Nick. And the big problem is and we brought we brought this up last night when I joined you guys on that live on TikTok. Most states have laws already for involuntarily committing somebody. And I don't have a problem with, okay, if you involuntarily commit somebody and they're showing signs of schizophrenia or something like that, that should be reported to Nix.